Hello and welcome to Yarns Tales. This is a place to promote emotional connection for families and children through the stories that are told and written, because empowering them empowers you. Oh my goodness, if you guys only knew how many times I have started this episode, recorded the entire thing, and then deleted it because I didn't like it, it would just make you cringe because I've done it five times and I hope I can get this out all right. I'm not gonna lie. This is probably, I would say, is my most nerve-wracking behind the stories. Not because of the stories themselves, but because of the life events that were going on prior before the stories came out. So real quick, real fast, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but for those of you who are triggered by miscarriage and the pain that comes with miscarriage, just know and be aware that in this episode, I will be speaking of my most recent miscarriage. Alrighty, let's do this. Guys, I don't love talking about this. So in my last episode, you heard me mention that We were moving and we were getting ready to grow our family more. Growing our family looks a little bit different for us. And I believe this is a different story for a different day. But we need to pursue IVF in order to bring our children to the world. We have had countless rounds of IVF. We have experienced failed IVF attempts. We've experienced miscarriage. We've experienced the success of a live birth with my daughter. And so we were hopeful that our next attempt would be good. We had two months to transfer an embryo and hopefully get pregnant. So May and June, I didn't release any stories because I was focusing on IVF and getting pregnant. Luckily, in May, I was able to get pregnant. And I cannot tell you how excited I was. I was so excited that my little girl would have someone close in age to her and that my son would be another brother. He is such an incredible brother and he loves his sister. He loves siblings. He's constantly telling me how he wishes he had like 10. He just loves siblings. He loves it. So I ended up getting pregnant from this IVF attempt and we were so excited. June rolled around and my husband had to leave for a month-long training for his job here and I said that's fine, I'll be fine. I I'm a little sick, but I can pack up the house. I can take care of the kids. You make sure you're doing what you need to do for your career. So I did that, and while I was doing that, I'd have several monitoring appointments for this baby. There'd be weeks where I was told, oh yes, everything looks good. There'd be other weeks where I was told, oh, things aren't looking so good. So I was given this false sense of hope and security. I didn't want to close the chapter just yet because I really wanted this baby, but I also was very cautious. Come the end of June. I'm about nine weeks pregnant and I have my last and final appointment for our baby just to make sure things are looking good before we move to Orlando. My husband is still gone. I'm alone with the kids and we move in four days. So 
I have this appointment and like no mom wants to hear we had sadly lost this baby. And um, I was devastated. I don't know if even the word devastated can even encompass my feelings at the time and even now. Um, But we had lost this baby. It was a girl. And my husband could not come back home. Luckily, because I am surrounded by incredible people in my life, my in-laws were able to hurry and fly to Ohio where I was living to take care of my kids. I had a DNC and then my husband two days later came home so we could move. After that surgery, after my DNC, my dad had some pretty intense heart surgery and there was a lot of heaviness on my heart, a lot, and a lot of pain, a lot of loss, and I just couldn't, I couldn't create stories. I couldn't even really smile. And come August, after events that had happened, I was in a really sad and dark place. Here I am living in Orlando, which is the sunniest and happiest place on earth, and I did not feel that at all. And so I had to do a lot of inner work um, to process my pain and to go through the grief, and I'm still processing and going through that. It's much, much better now, but then I had a lot of work to do. I wanted to continue this podcast because my son kept on telling me how much he loved it, how much he loved being the illustrator, how he loved my stories. And it was my son and my daughter who was starting to kind of pay attention to my voice a little more. So I had the courage. I would say it took a lot of courage for me to get back up on the horse again, use my creative juices, and start creating. So that's why I chose Thump, Thump, Thump. Thump, Thump, Thump actually is a story that I created when I was, I think, 12. It was one of my signature pieces as a storyteller when I would travel around Utah and storytell to people. Thump, Thump, Thump was a family story from my grandparents, and I had that story already written. I already knew how to tell it. And so it would be an easy story to put on my podcast because I was still kind of just trying to figure out myself. Sadly, after all those months, right? But I put out Thump, Thump, Thump. I had such a fun time with it. I mean, even funny story, I I wanted to change the names of my grandparents and my uncle, who is the baby in in the story. And I used the name Wayne for one of the main characters, my grandpa. And Wayne is actually one of my dearest friends from back home. So the names that I use in my stories are most likely something or someone that I endear. And Wayne from Thump 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 was that. So I released Thump Thump Thump. I was really nervous, but I felt confident because this was a story I already knew. I knew how to tell it and I released it. And luckily, I had such incredible feedback that I was able to be brave enough and release Timmy 
and the uniforms. Timmy and the uniforms actually was another story that I grew up with. My dad, when we were little kids, we would go to bed and he would sit at the foot of our bed and we would beg him to tell us accident stories. And these accident stories were stories of my dad and the crazy things he did or got caught into. And so Timmy and the uniforms was my dad's story. And I was able to write that story because I already knew. So in October, the stories that I wrote were a little more close to home. Some of my favorite stories growing up, but they were stories that would be easy for me to create because I was still allowing healing to happen in my heart from my miscarriage. I'm so happy to say that even though I still feel the loss and the pain of what could have been, I am so grateful for the power of of time and for processing pain and allowing that pain to not take over but allow me to grow and this podcast has been such an incredible outlet for me and I'm just so grateful one to my son because he without him and his encouragement and his constant nagging of mom when's the next story coming out mom I need to draw draw something for you I would not have even released Thump 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 or Timmy in the Uniforms. And then when I released those stories in October, the feedback that I got was so powerful and was so positive that it allowed me to feel like I had enough courage to continue this. So I hope that gives a little bit of a backstory between why there's a gap between the stories and Thump, 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 and Timmy in the uniforms. I have loved having this podcast. I love having you guys with me in this little corner to build emotional connection. We all want connection. It's what we thrive for. It's what we live for. We want it. And I am just so grateful to have this corner in the world where I can authentically talk tell my stories and grow my relationship with my son and with you guys and my friends. Before I end this podcast, I just want to relay one of the biggest lessons I have learned through not only this challenge, but my other challenges in life. We all have different challenges. We all have different moments that that break us to the core. And I don't think any of those should ever be compared. And I've learned that, one, I am a planner. And I love things that are organized and planned. And I love it. Like things, ideas, dates in my world need a home. And having it, have a home brings peace and a sense of security that I crave. And as a teenager, I had this plan of how my life would go. And sadly, as I have grown up, my life hasn't gone according to plan. And I have learned the greatest lesson of having things planned is, one, that we have to adapt our plan to fit the events that don't go as planned. 
So as an adult, I plan to have adaptations to my plan and room for amendments. And I have had to learn and work into the fine print of my life the idea that when things don't go as planned, that's okay. And the unplanned part is also part of the plan. And I am just so grateful for the lessons I've been able to learn for being able to grow myself and push myself to be able to embrace the unplanned parts of my life and to actually have them mean something and become a part of who I am as a core. And that is today's Behind the Stories. It's a little bit heavier this week and I apologize for that. But that is authentically me telling you exactly where I was during those stories and during that break, I had to take some time for myself to process the pain. And there's power in processing pain. And there is power in placing that pain for purpose. And, and I have learned to do that. And I am grateful for the moments that challenge me and challenge my thinking in that regard. Because not only does it make me a better person, but it makes me a better mother to my children so I can teach them to harness that power as well. And anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. That is Behind the Stories, and I will let you get back to your day. Have a wonderful one, and I'll tell you all later. Bye, guys.